0: Hi guys, welcome back to part two of Ellie and Locke's story.
1: We left off on a pretty sombre note where they had just gone through their first cycle of IVF after three failed rounds of IUI and unfortunately they ended up with a pretty grim result which was failed fertilisation. Here's the rest of their journey and we hope you enjoy listening.
0: I'm Lucy and I'm Mandy and we are two fertility nurses who bring you WTF, a podcast about all things fertility that everybody expects you to know but nobody teaches you about. A safe space to laugh, learn, cry,
1: share stories and most likely have a few WTF moments. This is What the Fertility. It was, um, all right, let's jump on the bandwagon again. Mm. You know, where do we go from here? So, You went back and saw your specialist and we spoke about, okay, what next steps are we going to take to try and change this narrative? And we tried to do a different type of cycle. So it's a longer stretched out cycle and it's just a different way about going through stimulating your ovaries and... Basically, you had a lot on at work and things like that, Mm. running your own business, trying to do (laughs) all of these, like It was a lot.
2: Travel, plenty of travel. Travel, travel.
1: Travel with your business. And then essentially we put you on the pill for the reason of the cycle. And what that meant is that at any point we could start the cycle yeah but we sort of timed it out so that it didn't clash with too many things and and then we were going to go from there
3: I think just before that I went back to the specialist and I'd always thought that I might have endo yes. and anyway we went through that and he recommended that I do a laparoscopy laparoscopy yeah yeah yep, just um,
1: to Cross that off. Cross that? that off.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, and I did, but yeah. I don't think that that had anything to do with the fertility issues. It was just, I think, for me as well, peace of mind, just knowing that okay, well, that was there, and it's not there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then we jumped. They in. had a
1: good look around, made sure that everything was looking okay, and then then we jumped into the next cycle. I don't think that your anxiety towards the cycle was any more or any less because it was pretty much just sitting <laughs> yeah. pretty fairly high and, and just sitting there steadily. But then we got you into your next cycle and we got to egg collection, got a good number of eggs, got a good number of fertilised and then we had to go through that that process of that 24 yeah, yeah. hours of not knowing again. and. Um, I remember getting your results then and just breathing and just feeling like, oh, thank God there's something there, you know. Like, even though it wasn't a huge number, there was something. I, I just remember saying to the girls, okay, at least we know we can get something. Get there. Last. Yeah. Yep. Okay, let's just like take the silver linings here Absolutely.
2: And... Cling on to the positives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was certainly inflating those positives. Like, yeah. oh, how good's that? You have improved. Um, Oh my god.
1: Yeah Yeah, totally and I think I remember you sort of doing the not structural parts of the cycle. The admin? Yeah. The administration. Yeah yeah yeah. you (laughs) sort of took on this role because I knew you really wanted to be so supportive and you took on this sort of role where you were like okay tell me what we have to do next. You were on the end of the phone saying okay where do we go from here after the failed fertilization? Is it booking in with a specialist? Because I can do that. I can call the specialist. I can get an appointment on these dates. That was sort of your main role and and it was the bills Mm. and that sort of thing and and taking that stress off of Elle, but I remember I spoke to you with this cycle and I sort of checked in with you and I was like, okay, tell me how Elle's actually going <laughs> yeah. because I know that she's telling me that she's fine. I can kind of tell that she's not fine. Um, and I picked up the phone to you and I think that that was actually super helpful too for me to just Absolutely. get a gauge on it.
2: Yeah. Ellie puts up walls pretty quickly yeah. and you know, well, she had to in this process and that was a nice phone call to receive because yeah. it gave me sort of an outlet, but also just to give you an insight of this is what is going on. I think I also
1: asked at that point, not only how is Elle going, how are you going? Because... It's
2: tough. Oh, it's certainly tough. Look, I sort of found the way I dealt with it was to get myself busy and get myself even busy with the whole process. And that was what you touched on before with that sort of administration. Mm-hmm. A word of advice for any of the guys listening out there or supportive partners uh, listening have a piece of paper and a pen when you're on the phone calls with the nurse and the doctors because so much is timetabling, mm-hmm. so much is um, medication, and it might be more than one different medications timings of that but I guess yeah getting myself busy with that sort of kept me from having to deal with it emotionally yeah um but there's certainly times where it's usually at the end of it as I touched on earlier in this chat that you get to a bad result and then it all just sort of comes crashing down on you but then find that positive and lean into it and over inflate it and be like that's what we've got to cling on to and go from there." but yeah certainly the administration that's that's one thing that just take that off from your partner that's having to deal with the physical side of it take that off them and yeah yeah, doing the finances and things like that it's just it's a small thing but Mm. I think one more thing would be to to just be informed to be well aware of the process because then when your partner's talking to you and when Elle was mentioning all these things I could at least be like well I I know what she's actually (laughs) actually, talking about I know what she's talking about yeah
1: as well for you Locke Did you have an outlet at that point? Because I guess it's really hard because, you know, you are Elle's outlet. For you, I guess I was always worried about you in the situation, like, you know, but who's he talking to? Because yeah. you're taking on not only the weight of Elle and all of your family and everyone and everyone's, you know, coming to you to be like, how's Elle? That sort of side of it. But how was that for you?
2: Um, it was difficult. Look, Elle's really private. I'm probably more open than Ellie, but I had to respect that she wanted this to be pretty private at the time. Um, so talking to friends, it was all at like a high level. I wasn't really getting them involved in mm. what was going on in, in the deep and dark process of no, it all. Yeah. Um, Al's parents were fantastic um they were people that i could confide in my parents were also there to support but again we didn't want them to come on this whole journey with us and having mm-hmm. to tell them everything i guess an outlet for me was exercise like yeah. needed to do it and i certainly had shit days when i didn't exercise and a problem with this whole process it's probably not talked about is this the time it takes away from you in your day because it's going to the the appointments it's Dealing with the emotional toll of it. And then, you know, that probably takes an hour to the actual crying and comforting, and then be like, okay, shit, what do we do now? All right, let's got to dust ourselves off, get back to work.
3: And then it's the brain fog too.
2: Yeah. Like,
3: in between it all. In between it all. Yeah.
2: But I guess, yeah, exercise was one. That was a nice, I've started running a lot over that period of time, and Mm. that was a really good way just to clear my thoughts. And then I could come back and be like, all right, feeling a bit better. Let's see where we can go to from there. Yeah. I was also lucky at work. Um, There's people at work that had gone through it. So no. the bosses were both aware of the difficulties of IVF. And look, they were really, they were great with giving me sort of leniency in terms of if I had to leave yeah. the office or if I had to go at the last minute, they yeah. were just yeah, really supportive and have been through this whole process.
1: Yeah. So then we did the next IVF cycle. So we're mm. four cycles in now. So, oh, actually five because you did three IUIs. A failed IVF cycle and then this was your next IVF cycle so we got um, some fertilized and then it got to uh, the day five stage and that is the point where if there's any embryos available we do a transfer and then we also check to see if there's any extras that are available to freeze and then if there's any extras that look like they're almost there but they're not quite then we also check on day six to see if there's any extras to freeze on top of that so you got through to the transfer mm. and gosh that was just like <laughs> the biggest win for us at that yeah. point <laughs> I think I was keeping tabs on I like this is the thing I was doing my work but I had like this tab <laughs> open, be like okay what's happening with them like the transfer happened <laughs> so that I knew uh and then yeah the transfer went ahead and uh again that was another waiting game for you that you'd already done once before but I imagine it was probably a little different this time because you know it was an IVF transfer and then I spoke to you told you all the pregnancy precautions to take and then it was just sort of touch and go and wait and see if you got a period yeah. um, in between the time before you
3: get the pregnancy result. And I think from that point doing the second egg collection mm. there had been some time that had passed between yeah. the first time it was like three rounds of IUI straight into a round mm. of IVF And I think the second time giving myself that space, like a couple of months to just kind of get my head around the process and understand it more. Like I'd looked into all this information and it was like, okay, well, although I might've still been really anxious, I was Mm. definitely in a better head space. And, you know, it is what it is. Like we just keep going. And I think at that point I'd I'd finally reached the point where it wasn't, okay, well, this has to happen now. Mm. Love it too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But like, (laughs) you kind um, of accepted
3: the fact. Accepted that this is actually gonna, Take some time. Yeah, and And like
2: that ebbed and flowed in your in like your I guess view on it all. Like some days you'd be like, "All right, yeah, I'm. I'm It's all (laughs) good. Like this (laughs) is this is going to happen." And then the next day, oh, we're back to where we were two months ago. But yeah, I think certainly you're right. Like your um, Mm. mindset shifted then to be like, "Hey, this is going to happen. We're going to get it." And it just Mm. this is just what we have to do. So.
3: Then when we got we had some fertilisation. I think that for me was the biggest win. That yep. was just take a win for a that win. whatever Absolutely. happens from here. Like that's step one.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
3: Like we we're, we're getting we're on our way. Yeah. So <laughs> we
1: went from I think the failed fertilization was in around February and then now we're in sort of June. Yep. So just for a timeline for people. So it had sort of, you know, time uh, as you say, a little bit of time had passed and, yep. and we were at this point. So yes. we had the transfer. We had the transfer. <laughs> 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 I was like, <laughs> No. <in the relationship. laughs> so, uh, you guys had the transfer and basically we know that sometimes If we get a call a few days before a pregnancy test is due, we're like, oh, they're probably calling to say that they've got their period. Yeah, yeah. So I think I had a voicemail and I was like, no, (laughs) no, 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 damn it. So gave you a call and you said that you had got your period.
3: Yeah. Started off with like a light bleeding and then I realised like, no, this is... I thought that maybe at the first, it could have been implantation bleeding.
1: Yeah, because that sometimes happens too, is that some patients get a little bit of spotting and then they end up with a positive pregnancy. Yeah. So that can happen as well.
3: But like, I think part of me, like, you know, a couple of hours later, I was like, no, this is a proper period this is now. a period yeah. yeah
1: which is pretty devastating mm. um and i think the hardest part about that and we always really struggle with it is that regardless of whether you've had a period or not we have to get a blood test from you
3: yes <laughs> which by that point you've
1: just been <laughs> poked <poking laughs> and prodded so much that you're like oh god like, like i know like, it's negative i like, know it's <laughs> negative like do yeah. i really need to get a blood test and that was exactly your mindset. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely
1: I
3: was. I just, I knew that I'd had a period. I had been in there so many times. Yeah. I'd missed all this, but I was just like, I, I get it. I need a blood test. I'll do it when I can be, you know, yeah. I'll do it over the next few days. But
1: yeah. And also just like <sighs> to be told again that it hasn't worked. Like yeah. just, you don't, you're in, I think in your head, you're like, I just don't need to be told that again. Like I get it. It hasn't worked. I don't need a confirmation. I don't need to be told I'm not pregnant. Let's
3: Sorry, Lucy. you're on no, the no 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 no, 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 no,
1: no, no. no, but I, like, it happens all the time. Mm. I think that that's the thing for people. But from our side, we were like, no, medically, we need to know that everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like we're
0: being mean trying to force people to have a no yeah. Like, I think people think that we are by being like, oh, we need to, like, I'm more than happy for someone to be like, if it's negative, don't give me a phone call. And then we don't call them yeah. and they don't get that phone call. But, but our job, it's Absol- safety. It's absolutely yeah. safety. Like, we need to rule out things and make sure that level is safe for you before we can go any further.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I, like, I acknowledge, you know. You knew I, that. You, you knew. I know that. But <laughs> like, we, we
2: live 900 metres from a blood, se- a blood testing centre. Like... Ali just walk out. <laughs> nope. Uh.
3: Um,
1: I mean, thank God we can laugh about it now anyway. I
3: know, I know. So
1: um, then I was like, I told you that you had to go for the blood test still, you know, and that, that would then tell us where we go from there. And you were like, yep, I'll go for it. And then I got back on, I think, I feel like it was a Friday and you said you were going to go over the weekend and... Um, then I got back on Monday <laughs> and I, I was like, mmm <laughs> so, I sort of like the blood results drop in at sort of midday and it didn't come in and I was like, no, oh, blood <laughs> <jeez, jeez." laughs> And then um but I knew that it, you were pretty flat at that mm. point. Like in all seriousness, you were pretty flat by the time I'd spoken to you about the period and the rest of it. And um I was like, Okay, I'm gonna need to call her in. I called you and I was like, hey, Elle, you know, I was just wondering if you've been for the blood test. And you're like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Like, I got busy, which you had. <laughs> yeah, I said to you, I, I really need you to go for the blood test. I know it's awful, but probably just me as a nurse. But I was like, nah, I have to cross the T's and dot my I's. And I was like, no, I really need you to go for the blood test. So you're like, yep, yep, I'll go. But by that point, you were so flat over the phone. Like, I cannot even, I'd never really heard or seen, not seen you because it was over the phone, but I'd never Mm. really heard you that flat. And I was like, oh, like, what am I going to do here? Because I feel like going for the blood test is going to be really awful for you. Mm. And... Then I was like, do I call Locke? Would that upset her if I called Locke? And like, you know, because you just go through this whole, you just think about your patients at that point And you're like, you know, some patients would find it really offensive that your nurse had to call your partner and be like, no, make her go. Because then, you know, they just go down the path of like, oh, they didn't believe me that I was going to go. And it's hard, like you guys knew me and I knew you, but it's yeah. a different relationship, I think, when you don't have that, um, when you're just patient and nurse at that point and um at
3: that and that's point, awful like I didn't actually realize that I yeah. like by not doing that I was putting mm. stress on you as well like mm-hmm. I yeah. in my head I was just in a different place like totally. that's awful to hear that and you no, know no, you're no, sitting no, no, there no, as well like, like stressing about it and, it and, is, and whether you call lock yeah. like um <laughs> yeah yeah but so don't do that <laughs> don't do that that is cool don't do
1: it <laughs> Not about us, (laughs) trust us. I actually had never done that before. I'd never really called the partner and been like, I need you to make them go for the blood test. And I was like, no, I feel like Locke is so supportive and just gets it. And I was like, no, I'm going to call him. So I remember
0: that day. Like, I was sitting next to you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, do I call him? And I was like, yeah, I think you should. Yeah. And like, I really yeah.
1: Think you yeah. And um, then I called Locke.
3: And, and 100% the right call, by the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: No, definitely.
1: <laughs> I, um, I called you, Locke. And I, that was, I think, at that point where I just said, you know, I can tell she's not right. She's... You yeah, know, I We're, think, we're like, not in a good place.
2: I think Ali had absorbed a lot of hits at that time. Yeah. And, again, yeah, it was trying to find, like, well, what's the positive in this? Mm. Um, Ali was, yeah, dejected, flat. Um, totally.
1: To be fair, you had copped every hit by this point. Yeah. You, I remember
2: you, d- you sort of, I don't know what the words were, but yeah. you sort of said at this time, like, every everything that you could, could trip on, yeah. like, you've tripped on, or everything yeah. that could have gone wrong. And so, like, you, your luck will change. Yeah. And, like, that's you know, pragmatic person doesn't really cling on to those words. But I guess, you know, you've just got to look, okay, well, what is the next next part of the process? But I think at that point in time, we sort of got to the point where we wanted to just all right, let's just take some time, but I'm sure you'll get to this stage next. We couldn't because yeah. a day later things started to change again. Yeah,
1: exactly. So mm. I said to you, I really need you to get Elle to go for this blood test. I totally get why she hasn't, but like I really need you to get her to just just call her up and make her go for the blood test. Yeah. Even if you have to walk her down, holding her <laughs> hand, make her go for the blood test, whether it's here, yeah. whether it's somewhere else that we need a blood test result. And thank God we did. So yes. Then I got the result and oh, I just like, again, I just was like, oh my God, what next? Seriously. <laughs> I remember we were sitting there and we just were like shaking our heads at each other like, how is this even happening by this point, you know? Yeah. So what happened was, is we got your HCG result back, which is the yep. pregnancy hormone. Mm-hmm. And what we say is that with the pregnancy hormone, anything under five is a definite negative, And then anything over 50 is a, a positive. And there's this really awful, horrible gray area between. So if you have a result anywhere between five and 50, it's called an inconclusive test result. And basically, and I mean we say 50, but it differs with every clinic. And that's just what it was for the clinic that we were working at at the time. And um, it doesn't differ by much. There's still a very big gray area, but that was our parameters for that time. And and yours came back, I think it was like seven or eight. Mm, it, was it was like seven, just yeah. over five. And I just was like, oh, okay, now we have to go through an inconclusive. So at that point I rang you up and i I'd told you guys what an inconclusive looked like and I then said to you guys you know it's it's hard because we've seen a full-term pregnancy from a very low HCG come back And, and it's a very unlikely event but we also have to be really careful here because it could mean that there's an ectopic pregnancy or something like that so essentially what we needed to do from that point is monitor you pretty closely. And see basically whether that HCG level went up or whether it went down or whether it just stayed where it was and it was just going to sit there. So we were then at a point where we were doing blood tests every few days for you. And yeah, it had gone 48 from, hours. Yeah. And it, it had gone from a situation where it was like, okay, I'm done with blood tests to like,
2: Oh, <laughs> now no, no. no, you're going to have to get me to do it
3: every 48 hours
1: <laughs> Literally um, But again it was a pretty grim phone call Yeah, know? It was just like this unknown and The brain fog well, returned
2: For sure like mean, It was uh, really
3: confusing yeah. for my because it went from 7 And then it went right up to like Well for me it felt like it had yeah you know, it, I think was it was well over into
1: like the 50s the yeah. next blood test and then it went up to the 200s and then up to the 300s it was sort of like okay this is increasing which you know it's a really hard conversation for us to have because basically there's we can't tell anything from that early point there's nothing mm-hmm. that you can tell from that point other than just monitoring the blood tests and get you to a point where it's like six weeks or seven weeks and then we can do an ultrasound because if you do an ultrasound before that, you can't actually see anything on the ultrasound. And
0: apparently the HCG needs to be at least over a thousand for them to actually see something on the ultrasound as well.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so people never get to that. Yeah. Yeah. And so
1: we knew that by this, you know, there was nothing we could do yet other than do blood tests just monitor you as closely as we could until we get to the time we just had to let time pass basically and make sure nothing went drastically wrong and advise you of you know if you get any sudden pain or anything then these are the steps you need to take
3: yeah and I think from memory looking at that I was like well hold on did I get my period was that just yeah, like and it, that... it wasn't that heavy or it wasn't yeah. like that normal or it was really short and mm. you kind of go through this two phase and you're like well maybe this is it like maybe it's just low and
1: and I remember you going through that I literally I remember like your mind was ticking over as I was talking to you on Mm. the phone and it was like okay but was that a period wasn't that a period and you know it's really hard to tell because every period is so different and especially when you're going through IVF cycles your period can be thrown quite a bit and it can be quite not a normal period for you yeah so it's really hard to tell and then I guess that inkling of that creeping in that hope again comes into it and you're like oh wait a second like I'd really written it all off, but there might be a chance here. Yeah, you know,
3: that and was good for me as well. Like, I in yeah. I think for me, like, I needed hope at that point. You know, totally. as hard as it was, as much as I was kind of prepared for something bad to happen or that mm-hmm. it wasn't going to go through, I think just knowing that, okay, well, something's reading, yeah. something's happened. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where my mind started to shift a little bit from like the negative side of everything to yeah. try and start yeah. feeling a bit more positive yeah, about it was possible yeah yeah
2: there was a chance
3: yeah
1: so uh then we kept doing blood tests and <laughs> you mm. were like a pin <laughs> 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 and um it kept going up and then it got to a point where it it actually dropped yeah um, and at that point then your whole mindset changes again and it's like mm okay, reassess. And and I remember getting that, that blood test back result. And I was just like, okay, it's dropped. Okay. This is in one light, good because we have answers. It's actually means that it's kind of over for you guys because you ha- it has started dropping if an hcd drops it's very very unlikely if if it even all possible that it's going to keep going up again after that i remember just taking a moment and just being like okay mm. we have a bit of an answer we know which way it's going because it, it was very confusing for you guys and very the unknown in the lead up to it going the other way so then i called you guys and, and told you that unfortunately it had gone down and and again same thing there was disappointment in your voice but also it was like okay where do we go from here yeah Um, And the really, really difficult part with a dropping HCG is um, we have to just see if it's going to resolve by itself or if we're going to have to intervene to make sure that it it passes on its own.
2: I remember at that point... We were told like what the different options were in terms of what would happen with that pregnancy. We went for a Mm. scan, and I remember both of us sitting in the waiting room, and a couple went in before us, Mm. and you could hear in the room like the celebration.
1: Yeah. And
2: Ellie and I looked at each other, and I was like, Oh, I was trying to put on like that's good, but in my mind, I'm like, they've had good news, we're gonna have bad news. (laughs) Like that just is what it is. But I remember going in there, and the the lady that was scanning Ellie was fantastic. She was like, look, if there's silence. That's just because I'm trying to work it out. Let me yeah. do my job. Um, but mm. certainly, we, and maybe it was a defensive mechanism from both of us, but we certainly both went into that having seen the couple literally walk straight out past us so excited. And you're just like, oh, I wanted to be so happy for them. And But we both went into that um, room thinking, this isn't going to, this is not going to be our time. You know, you just, saw, you just, you mentioned it before about being on the phone, like yeah. knowing the feeling. Yeah. We had that going into that room that like, this just did not feel 100% yeah. our, our time. But
1: yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you did the scan and it came back that you had a right ectopic pregnancy. Yeah. This is where I just, I go, how much more can I (laughs) How many more Um, things is is this process going to throw at them? Because they've just had every single one. Every time we warn you of the things that could pop up, everything had come up.
3: That point, honestly, yeah, and I think as well when it it was on the right side, which was the tube that was you know, the only cube that was working, of course, yeah, Yeah, it was ectopic pregnancy. So, we didn't get told until later in the day when Mm. they talked to the doctors and showed them the results. But Locke and I knew Mm. as soon as we had the scan, the mood in the room, we just knew that it wasn't happening, yeah. But my only thought was, oh my gosh, please don't. Take, take my, my tube. tube. Yeah. Yeah. I like, need that. Am, am <laughs> yeah. going to lose another tube?
1: And yeah. we, I remember speaking so. to
2: the, the specialist at that time or after that scan, and he sort of mapped out the pathways of, you know, could resolve naturally, might have to take the drugs a method x or something like that you've got to take, yeah. or you could lose a tube. And at that point, we had sort of had the disappointment and then, hang on a minute, this could be good, and then disappointment again. Yeah. But then at that point, it really hit home because it was like, hang on, if this doesn't resolve itself, it could be another three months Correct. out of action, yeah, um, maybe yes. longer. Uh, Ali was aware of what Method x rate can do. Mm. Um, and at that point in time, I think it was close to our lowest in that it was just like, we got so close and I can't believe we have to do this all again. But yeah. on top of that, I can't believe we might have to wait yeah. to start this whole process yeah. again. So yeah. that was a really yeah. hard, hard yeah. time.
1: Then I guess once you had all the options, we discussed that about your tubes on the phone. And I sort of, you know, I guess I said to you, I know it is awful for me to say this, but you're already at this point. You don't really need your tubes right now. Yeah. It sounds like how mm. is that even the positive in the situation? But like we're already at IVF stage. And by that point, you know, The tubes don't really have a part to play in an IVF cycle because we're going in and and we're taking the eggs so they don't have to travel through the tube. And then we're going in later on and popping, you know, an embryo into um, the uterus, into the womb. And and so those tubes really don't have a part to play in an IVF cycle. And I said, you know, like... Mm it seems crazy that this is what we're even at but you know at this point L, like you don't need your tubes so if we get to that point we'll get to that point and we'll work through it and then we'll move on you know like yeah. it, it was just about finding what we could to just say okay let's take what we we have this little tiny tiny little <laughs> piece of sand at this point and let's just like you know use that as as the next thing that we can move forward with yeah when you had the transfer you also found out that you got one embryo frozen on top of that so yeah that's a great positive but it was sort of like we only have one left now and what if that one doesn't work because this one didn't work so you know yeah. where do we go from here
2: i think Elliot at that time was very We well, both were we both were defeated at that time and yeah. it was sort of like we have one last throw at the stumps and then we need a break we sort of then changed our course of action yeah. after some time off and thinking. Yeah. That and went, it
1: was leading up to about a year since you got started um, yeah. and you guys were just, tank was on empty. It was like, or yeah. near empty. The, the light was flashing at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so
2: That, that was right. That, that was almost a year from starting the IVF process. Yeah. Or like yeah. Pretty much two years since we'd started. Maybe yeah. long barring was just, yeah, yeah. it was, um, fatigue yeah. was setting in.
1: And by that point you sort of knew that you were going to get married and it was kind of like, okay, where are we going from here? So the options were we could either do a transfer with that embryo or we could try another IVF cycle and and, um, sort of embryo bank, so create more embryos so that then when we did go down the passive
2: embryo doing. bank i like that <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> what we call it yeah, yeah. banking embryos banking so, <laughs> Just <laughs> banking them up just have some extra ones there
2: literally what it was, it yeah. was. yeah yeah
1: yeah. Okay. yeah so let's make some extra embryos just in case this one little one that we've got doesn't work
2: yeah
3: made the decision to just go through another egg retrieval yeah. and try and see how we went
1: yeah mm. and i think the biggest thing i know is your mm. mindset going into that IVF cycle was so different so it different. it was like do you know what this is just an added bonus this cycle if we get stuff we get stuff if we don't let's just go from there we'd
2: also been told when you're changing your course of drugs things can change and they do it so incrementally mm. that again that was what we were clinging to that all right we've had that go mm-hmm. we try again we change the course of drugs and you know we could yep. see an increase
1: yeah so then we got you back for another IVF cycle <laughs> <laughs> and it was finally some good news yes. oh <laughs> my gosh you went through all of the same treatment basis Yeah. yes medications on day two bloods and scans have a look at the scan go to egg collection see how many eggs we get of the eggs you got you got pretty much all of them fertilized but then the good news was that on day five and day six when we freeze the embryos we actually got quite a few Yay <laughs> We did yeah. amazing Yeah It, it was so incredible oh, We were with I your know.
2: brother that day Weren't we? I think we were in the calf With your brother and yeah, we, we got like We knew we got one first <laughs> we Which was yeah. a bit of like a I was like Oh wow we yeah, Thought we'd get so more than that But then the you can probably yeah, explain it better yeah. than I can. So, but
1: um I remember that really clearly and we spoke about it after because I think it happened over the weekend. So correct. So I didn't get a yep. chance mm. to talk to you until... We were
2: down on the at the coast. Yeah, yeah I didn't right. get
1: a chance to talk to you until the Monday and you sort of walked me through how it all went and it must have been the Saturday was the day five and the Sunday was mm-hmm. the day six and you said on Saturday you just sort of felt super defeated a little bit because you said we only got a really low number but then you didn't realize that you could actually get quite a few more on on the day six and it was kind of like okay no it's fine we got a low number and then you got the call on day six and it was like
3: I was oh, over the my moon God, I, can actually-
0: <laughs> I, well, I remember yeah, it so
3: clearly true. we on the day we were in the car with my brother yeah. and um the nurse called picked up the call on speaker and she said oh you've got one and there's a few more to come mm. that happened and Anthony was just like oh that's so good like he was so excited in the yeah car. and the first time around I don't think that it, day six did much for what was left for us so i was kind of just like okay well they're there but day six won't
1: nothing i can't
3: imagine anything will happen and it's disappointing but we've got one and and then anyway so day six came around we got the call and we got some more on day six which was just a huge relief i was so ecstatic kind of felt that there was just this momentum moving forward like definitely this can happen we are going to be okay. We've
2: had some good news. We've had like, some yeah, news. like and it, was, it felt like that point yeah. it
3: changed. Definitely, the mood changed. Like, yeah, I think it
2: did.
1: Yeah. I don't
3: know. I think all of us. Yeah, yeah all <laughs> of us, we were
1: like, oh, like when we were sitting there, we were like, oh my god, like okay, finally, <laughs> <Like, violent. laughs> <violent. laughs> yeah, like, we've got something to go, run with here. Like let's yeah. let's go with this, you know. Um. So yeah, I think that was across the board, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> We got to the point where we were going to do a transfer cycle. And with the transfer cycles, there's a few different ways to do them. But this cycle, you were just going to do a natural cycle. So yep. you're going to just wait for your body to ovulate naturally um, after you got your period. And then once you ovulated five days later, we would put the embryo back. So... Got you started on that. That was just blood tests by that point. Yeah. You did your blood tests. They were sort of like every second day by that point. Yeah. And it didn't go to plan. Surprise, surprise. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Welcome back to the story. Um, Yeah, it didn't. I went in for the bloods, didn't ovulate, um, and then didn't get my period for 50 days or something. It took forever for it to come in.
0: Yeah. And it's actually pretty Mm. normal to not ovulate. So it is quite common as women that we have cycles where we don't ovulate. But yeah. particularly it can happen after you do an IVF cycle. We do see this happen quite regularly.
3: And that was something like I didn't really know. Like I just had assumed that I'd ovulate, put it back in and see how we went. So that was, um, yeah, just one of the things that I wasn't really ready for. And at this point I was feeling a lot better.
1: Okay, like is that something that happens a lot? And I was like, yeah. And then you're like, okay, well... Let's just see. Let's see where we go,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's lots of different options that your specialist will go through with you and, and you know, then we can go from there. You might do the same thing and try again and see if you ovulate that na- next cycle or we could try something different. But your specialist will decide on that and then we'll go from there. It was decided that you were gonna do a medicated cycle. So then we went ahead with the transfer cycle and you yes. went through the medications and did the scans and you did it a different way this time. And I was absolutely yeah, shitting <laughs> myself that way, in that waiting the 14 days, and I was just oh the the week leading up to the pregnancy test, I kept rechecking it on the system, being like, okay, it's on this day, isn't it? Yep, it's on that day. Like, okay, don't forget it. Like, oh my don't God. worry, it's gonna be on that day. And then, um, yeah, I remember you came in for the blood test, and I, oh, I just like it comes up the pregnancy. Mm. Results used to come up in red and I, I was looking at it and I just like felt, I just, the, the moment that you check a pregnancy test, I don't know if this happens to you, but you just sort of like hold your breath for a minute as you like go into it and you scroll down the page and you just like, it's it's uh, from a nursing perspective. It's like okay, which way am I, am I going with yep. this conversation, and like how am I going to prepare myself to have this conversation? Yeah, and then we got the result back, and I just my eyes were watery, yeah. and I was just like, oh, oh my god, oh my god! <laughs> like finally we get there. Like Oh, I just like I couldn't really believe it. And you, I knew at that point that you were going to be on a work conference on the day that you got your result yeah and you had said i'm not gonna be able to talk don't worry about it just email me or whatever and we can go from there because i think at that point you were doing that same thing of just defense mode and like it's not gonna go well and we'll yep. go from there we yeah, also talked we about
2: that if it was bad news again the defense that mm. i needed to be there and yeah. if ellie was going to be away like yeah. i i just don't know how that would go down
1: yeah and and i remember you saying that to me you were like just Don't don't tell me. Call me when I'm back from the conference. It's like a day or two later.
3: Yeah, it was. I remember it so well. It was a Thursday. I was already at work Mm. in Sydney, and I had to get the pregnancy blood test while I was up there. So I waited to the lunch, ran literally ran to the place because I did not have much time. Got my blood test, came back, and then i emailed and said, hey, I'm away. Please don't tell – like, I don't want yeah. to know anything until I get back. Yeah. A couple of things. Like, I didn't want to find out without lock, but I also didn't want to um, deal you with that easy. on my own while I was yeah. at work. Like, I just yeah. wasn't in the state of mind. No. Um, yeah. And then the next day, (laughs) well,
1: and then what happened was, is I, I emailed you being Mm. like, can you please call me? Because there was sort of something else going on with your bloods. And it meant that we had to introduce another medication Mm. from the pregnancy result. We get a few different blood tests from that result. And, and, um, I needed to make sure that you started another medication. so I like emailed you being like, please call me. I know you can't call me, but like, can I call you at this time? And I just was like, Oh God, she doesn't want to know and the rest of it. Mm. And, um, then you called me and you were in a, in a bathroom cubicle. I'm pretty sure.
3: I was in a no, fo- I was in a foyer, but I'd locked myself in this corner. Yeah. um, I was standing there, and I I'd, I'd done it in the middle of a session because I just thought, okay, I can pop out of this session for five minutes, yeah, and then I've got to run back in, and at least I'll be distracted. Yeah. So yeah, walked out. I gave you a call, and yeah.
1: and I just hi, <laughs> you're like, hi, Liz. like, what's up? And then I remember, I remember it so clearly. I asked you for your date of birth, and you were like, you were so annoyed. You were like, <laughs> like, oh, like, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. Like, <laughs> just tell me. <laughs> like, and you literally said those words. You're like, just tell me, get it over and done with, like, whatever. And it was, like, the first time I'd seen you, like, super defensive. You're like, because we get that, you know, like, we're, we're oh, very yeah. used to it. And you were like, just tell me it's bad news. And I was like actually yeah you're pregnant I know and <laughs> you literally
3: burst into tears on the other you're end of crying
0: I know <laughs> it was being me but she was telling you <sighs> so I was sitting there and I was just like mm. at the time I remember I'm pretty sure it was, Lucy was at <sighs> her other job on the Thursday, and you called me and you're like oh I'm in Sydney and I can't get the result until Saturday until I'm home and I was like Well, Lucy, can not give me the result? It's bad or good. Like, we need it on the Friday. And then, like, we obviously got the result and we're just like, oh my God. Oh my God.
1: We just just both sat there in silence, both of us. You were bawling your eyes out on the phone. I was in tears. just like, we just sat there. We both just were like, oh my God, we actually got to this point.
3: Incredible. Yeah. Uh, Like, incredible.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, luck wasn't there for that <laughs> No. No. <ago. laughs> yeah. And, I, yeah, I just, I'll never forget that ever, I don't think. And just, like, the silence that we sat in on the phone. And I just, yeah, you were in tears. I was trying not to As, cry. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, we actually did it. Like, I know. Yeah. And, and, you know, including your specialist, like, we actually got there incredible yeah. um and then it got down to business again because I was like okay by the way need to, like, <laughs> go through the serious stuff and like these are the next steps I need you to take and
3: I think I had to run to the pharmacy you had to
1: go to and the pharmacy. some
3: medication and that um, would have been
1: so stressful at the time and then then we oh. were like I was like oh my god like how are you gonna tell mom <laughs>
2: like,
3: I was like so sorry. I know you didn't want to know, but I had to call you. I know. Yeah. Like, I remember it so well. I waited till lunch and then I ran to the pharmacy to go get what I need to get. And um, then Budgie Smuggler, they were like on the corner of the street (laughs) that I was on. That's right. And I was like, perfect. Locke loves swimming, loves the ocean. And I was like, okay, this is how I'll do it. So I bought a mini, a mini bather set and then one for Locke. Ran back to the conference and then I had to sit on it for 24 hours. I know, I don't know.
0: How how I couldn't it.
3: tell on the phone. I had to be in person.
0: Oh, of course, of yep. course.
3: And then...
1: Um...
2: We also had spoken on the phone that night. Oh. And she <laughs> she'd held it. Um, I wasn't really thinking at the time because I was just assuming that we are finding out Later that week, on the Monday, and uh, yeah, Ellie was just like, she played it pretty cool. She's usually a terrible actress, and you can see that <laughs> right through her, but uh, um, she was good.
1: Mm. And then you finally got that moment.
3: Yeah, Locke picked me up from the airport, and you'd been doing something that day, so he was really excited to tell me this like, story, and mm. like, the story went, f- like, you were just talking <laughs> oh,
2: I, I wasn't, in the car, I wasn't like... thinking about it, because one, <laughs> Ellie had been at work, so I wanted to hear about that, two, whatever I was doing. You were talking I about something,
3: know. and then the whole time I was like yeah, that's so good. Like I was so distracted. I was yeah, not listening. Like, I have oh no idea what,
1: <laughs> no what, what, what he said. But I didn't
3: want to tell him in the car either. So then we got home and then he was running around doing something in the house. Yeah. And I was like, stop moving. Like, I didn't tell you. <laughs> anyway, I loved this. Cause I handed over the, I handed over a pair of bathers to him and said like, Hey, got you something. And I also got you the matching set and I handed the second pair and he goes, What's it? Oh, did you get me a cap to go with <laughs> it? Well,
2: it was like a like little, little nippers swimming cap. Like, again, okay, because sure like, this was just on. not on my radar. Like, no. I was like, we've got a few days to go. And I must admit, I, hadn't even, I wasn't thinking of it.
3: Yeah. No. Yeah. And then as soon as I told you, you burst into tears. Yeah. And we were just like both standing in the lounge room. Dusty, was the dog, was running around us because we were both crying mm. Um, and we were just elated. Yeah, could yeah. believe it. Yeah, yeah, finally, after all that time, like yeah. we got the result.
1: And I bet it probably felt a bit surreal as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Definitely felt surreal. And uh, I think it felt surreal for certainly the first like trimester. The <laughs> yeah. whole thing was like, is this actually happening? Yeah. Like what, what could go wrong here? Yeah. Um, and there were a few things. But, and I like, think
1: that that's mm. the thing and not to change the tone, <laughs> you know, yeah. quickly, but I think... This is the other part that's really, really tough is, okay, you've got to this point, but like now we have to make it nine months and like there's so many yeah. other things that can go uh, wrong. Yeah. And it's kind of just like, you have this little glimpse of, oh my God, this is amazing. But like, oh my God, I'm terrified <laughs> now. Like, it's, yeah. like, it's like entering
2: a, a whole new level. You're like, okay, we've, we've done stage one, two, three, mm. and now we're at a different level. We've got a new environment, new set of rules and new obstacles to overcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was definitely... F- you know, spirits were high. Yeah. So, so
1: high. then basically we did like a blood test a week later and then a week after that and then we went for a scan. And um, I remember I rang you just after the scan and sort of said, well, this is the part where, you know, we hand the baton over to a specialist and, yeah. you know, we're sort of out of the picture and the scan had gone really well and we were all just, you know, we'd got to this point and we were kind of like, okay, this is happening.
2: Yeah. And um,
1: then it all sort of, I, I can't even describe it, like... We had got to this point and we were like, okay, this is good. And then it was after hours and obviously because we're friends, you, yeah. know, you called my mobile and as soon as I saw the phone ringing with your name, I was like, Oh, mm. you're kidding! Like
3: yeah, I got you are
1: it. Absolutely joking me, and I—I actually I think I skipped about ten when <laughs> I answered, and I was like, oh. "Hi, Elle
3: and mm. you
1: were like, "Hi, Luce, and I was like, "Oh no!" I just could tell in your voice.
3: Yeah, I um. So it was six weeks. So we went and got our first scan yeah. that morning. Yeah. Um, Locke and I both went in. And it was all really great news. We were so excited. Mm. Um, and then that afternoon, I had to leave to go f- away for work. Yes, that's right. So I yeah. drove to regional Victoria yeah. for this conference. Mm. Um, and I got on some Phillip
2: Island. Not, not the yes. Hill oh, oh, the Hill. No. Oh, my God. All due respect to Phillip Island, nice place. Yeah. <laughs> <sure we> <laughs> oh my god, uh, that's
1: great.
3: That's right, yeah. The um and anyway, I got out of the car, went yeah. to the like after the drive, went to the bathroom, and I'd had a huge amount of bleeding. Yeah, and I just my heart sunk. It was about six o'clock at night. Yeah, I had to be at this event for the next two days. You didn't but have luck with you. I didn't have lock with me. I. You were um, in panic,
1: like, and, and I, I was, to be fair, yeah. I was panicking too, but I tried not to, you know, tell you, because I was just like, oh, no, like, and the way that you were describing it, you know, I asked you all the clinical questions that I would have asked anyone, and, and, you know, I just said, how much is it, and that sort of thing, just as, like, what colour is it, just so that I could get a gauge of how serious it was, and then I said, you know what, just, like, regardless, take yourself to the local emergency department, they can check everything out and then we'll go from there. Um, yep. I just like, it's obviously after hours, our hands are tied. I said, call your specialist and, and, you know, and take yourself to the ED because at least then you'll get answers pretty quickly as to what's happening.
3: And so lucky because that morning, because we'd had the, the scan, mm. I'd actually just we just decided on our specialist that morning that's right um, yeah
1: you'd only just crossed over to get uh, so I'm talking
2: like hours like I reckon yeah. it happened at 6 p.m. and Ali had messaged me at 2 p.m. or something like that about yeah. this is our specialist and
1: this was your specialist that was an obstetrician so it was a complete different doctor to the one that had seen you through all of the IVF stuff so yes yeah barely even spoken to the that doctor and and you just sort of been like okay I'm gonna be your patient and then suddenly it was like oh god like yeah
3: okay (laughs) yeah yeah so we um it was quite significantly well from what i had assumed was significant bleeding so i went straight to the emergency locked over up
2: so i remember getting the call as i was about to get home dropped a u-turn jumped onto the freeway and just said look i'll come to you ali was on the way to one thaggy ed i'm like i'll meet you there
1: i was like i'll call you tomorrow and then we'll go from there but like unfortunately it's kind of like you're just going to be in the hands of the doctors that you're with and like I, I, it's really out of my control and and we're just going to have to do the best that we can but obviously call me if you need anything
3: so drove up, met me in emergency and there was nothing really they could do they didn't have anyone on that could do a scan or anything
1: yeah and I remember having that conversation with you and I and I think that this is important to highlight too is i remember saying to you you know you can go to the local ed but i don't know that they're going to be able to do a heap like it's it's i don't know whether to tell you to drive back to melbourne or like and then i was like you know what just go there get checked out and if they say to come back to melbourne then uh, that's fine but i don't want to make that call because you know an actual doctor needs to make that call and then and then go from there
2: the obstetrician was great as well um she was great because she calmed me down and said look there, there there could be things you've just had a scan today yeah um there it could be some bleeding from that but also like we know it was a healthy scan today. So that's great. Yeah. Um, so, I think so, I
1: had said the same thing. Yeah, you I said, you know, like we've we've had a scan today. The blood's looked okay. Like we've checked things. So like we've just got our fingers crossed that everything's fine. We just never know with bleeding until we know yeah. which yeah. way it's going.
2: Yeah. And look, I- in the end, that was what it was. It was just some internal bleeding and it was fine. It was a hematoma. Yeah. But it was certainly that... 24 hours was really hard and it was it mm-hmm. sort of set up this then I guess framework for the next sort of more now at like seven or eight months that yeah. you're never quite out of it and yeah. you're there's still this like okay anticipation of something could go wrong so
3: we had more bleeding two weeks later yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah and that yeah. same process sort of started again <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but,
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah um I was at work again and I had another bleed but this mm-hmm. time it was probably Twice as bad as the first, yeah. and, um, I I Lock- yeah. and I remember getting that phone call, and
2: I remember getting, I ran out of the office, and I was like, "I know, I know, I had this phone call with you two weeks ago, Lockie, but this one's different. It's a hundred percent a miscarriage. <laughs> I know it." Yeah. And mm. at that point in time, like I, I take the things that Ali was saying with a grain of salt because yeah. you know the attitude can sometimes be negative, mm. but. At that point in time, I believed her and I was like, yeah, she knows and yeah. this one's it. So mm. I just I remember waiting for her on the street and she drove around that corner and it was, we just sat in silence to that trip to the hospital. We were just mm. silent. It was yeah. scary.
3: But apparently bleeding can be part of pregnancy. Yeah. So that was the last of the bleeds woes. for us and the woes yeah. for us and... Yeah.
2: If you could have your own private scanner, like if you just had it <laughs> at home, that would be like fantastic. <laughs> oh, because every time there was a, haven't felt the baby kick in a while, Whoa. just get on the scanner. I can't just do this roller coaster for the, yeah Can't
1: do it over and over again. Yeah. And I think that that's a really, really big thing is, as we were just talking about, you know, it's like you get over one hurdle and it's kind of like, Okay, but then there's this and then there's this and it's I, – I don't know what that's like personally, but, like, I guess I assume that it's super anxiety-provoking and mm. the rest of it. But I guess also there's a part to it where you're like, no, I just have to enjoy the moment that I've got here and, you know, it, it we'll just take it as it comes.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, you, you know, you know that, like, you know <laughs> that – um you've kind of just got to ride the bumps. Yeah. But I remember when you guys were about to start this podcast and yeah. I really wanted to say to you, you know, I'd love to, if you mm. need stories to share, like we are yeah. kind of happy to do it. But yeah. at the same time, I think after all of the anxiety of falling pregnant and then having a little couple of hurdles along the way at the start, you know, it almost feels too good to be true. Yeah. Just so excited to, yeah, now have this baby on the way and they're yeah. only five weeks away now. But, um... Mm. It's just in the early stages you just think, what's next you know, yeah, totally. it was going so well. So yeah. but it has yeah. been going really well. Yeah. Super pumped. Yeah.
2: <laughs> super super excited. Excited. <laughs> and look, yeah. It's probably made us more anxious people. Um and hopefully <laughs> that doesn't hope that ends when baby comes and we yeah. just like, you know, but yeah. oh, yeah. it's been a journey. It's been a journey. Yeah. It
1: has going to swear at this point. I know. (laughs) And we're excited to see what happens in the next few weeks and and go from there. But we wish you guys all the best. And we just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your story. And it's been a really special one for us and and you guys. and, And we just hope that everything goes well. And Hopefully we get a little
3: baby on the other side. Yeah. And thank you both as well for all of your support with us. Like, um, Absolutely. like It has been, for lack of a better word, a huge journey. And, yeah. you know, we've felt supported the whole way through. And I think, like, that's really important for if someone else is going through this and they're not feeling comfortable the first time around, whether that's with a specialist or a nurse or a doctor or a anyone, like if you're not sure about the process, you can always find the people that are going to be there and support you because yeah. I think we were able to find that. which has made this a lot although it sounds traumatic but you know it feels it's made it a lot easier for us and Mm.
1: I think that that's really important is find the one that works for you because it can take a bit of trial and error at the start and it's a really bumpy process and I think if you find a doctor and a clinic that you mesh well with then go with it but if it's not working out then you know look at your options there is options I think that's important too yeah hopefully we can share good news on the other side in a few weeks time
2: Well, thanks guys.
1: (laughs) Thanks guys. Thanks for having us. (laughs) No, thank you. That is this week's episode done. Obviously, it was a super special one for us to be able to share with you guys. Elle and Locke have a really tough journey, but it was one that actually ended in a really beautiful way and we're so pleased to be able to say that they have welcomed a little girl into the world. And we are so happy for them. Yeah, super proud of them about the way that they handled themselves throughout the process and it's amazing that they've been able to get to this point but we know that it doesn't always end like that for everybody. Infertility and the IVF world is full of chronic grief. It's a heavy space with both desperation, I suppose, and sensitivity. But this episode definitely hit me in a different way because it was so close to home. But we know that that's going to happen to quite a lot of people out there because we know that it's one in six that is affected by infertility. So it might not be you, it might not be your best friend, but all of us are probably going to know someone who needs help to conceive at the end of the day. So be kind to yourselves, be kind to your friends, and just know that everybody is always going through something. But we really are so glad to be able to have shared that story with you. And we look forward to sharing more stories in the future and with all different outcomes.
0: Yeah, we're so blessed to have had them on and to share their story and be so open and honest with us.
1: Definitely. And how amazing that they are willing to do that for the sake of other people.
0: and So that their story can help other people. Yeah, exactly right. If this has brought up sensitive topics for you, please know that there's support out there that you can get in contact with and we will put some up on our Instagram page so that you know what services are available. Yeah, exactly right.
1: All right, well, that's enough from us this week. We are going to bring you another episode next week about all things periods because we thought we need to take it back right to the beginning where it all starts. And we know that we went into the IVF world not knowing anything about our own cycles. So not one thing. (laughs) No, we also wanted to lighten the mood a little bit and we're (laughs) going to share some pretty funny stories. And basically, we're just going to teach you about periods. (laughs) Exactly right. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.